This week on Into the Podverse, my guest is Alex Hubby, the creator and host of the podcast Time for Your Hubby. Alex shares his inspiring journey into the world of podcasting and how his passion for audio and curiosity about diverse leisure time activities led him to create a safe space for people to share their hobbies. He emphasizes the power of hobbies in shaping one's character and maintaining sanity, as well as the importance of removing preconceived notions to create a welcoming and inclusive atmosphere for guests and listeners from around the world. Alex also discusses his unique approach to finding guests and crafting engaging episodes that resonate with his audience. Are you ready for a great show? Let's go. Pretty sure it's... Hi, I'm Molly Jensen. Hi, I'm Kevin White Brown. I'm Kim Fox, and you're listening to Into the Podcast with my dad, Tony Dill. What inspired you to start Time for Your Hobby and create a podcast that celebrates diverse leisure time activities? So before I was a podcaster, I produced music, so instrumentals, and I was also a rapper. So I was really big in messing around with audio. And I'm always the type of person who loves to learn more about audio stuff. And one day a friend of mine said, hey, Alex, I'm going to start a podcast. And I said to myself, hmm, I have all the equipment myself. Why don't I just do a podcast too? What's the worst that can happen? You know, I fail and then I just move on. But if it works, it works. And when it came to choosing the topic, that's where I was a little stuck. I'm like, what do I want to talk about? As much as I want to talk about myself, I'm, nobody wants to hear me talk about myself too long. And I'm like, hmm, I am a curious person. I love learning about other people. And I decided what's going to be something beneficial for people? What do people do? What do a lot of people have? Oh, hobbies. That's yeah. People love hobbies. People are super passionate about hobbies. And I figured that having people come on and share their passion is a great way for me to just be super curious because I'm a super curious person, but also a great way for those individuals to let out whatever they need to and be passionate. And that's also why my podcast only goes on first name basis, no last names, no title of who you are, what you've accomplished in life. Even You can even use a fake name. So basically, it's just a safe space where you can just share what makes you happy. And that's where I just get super curious in learning about other people's hobbies and trying to figure out what makes them happy. And hopefully it helps other people in the future who are listening that picking up a hobby is good for you. Can you share a memorable moment or story from your own journey that reaffirmed your dedication to podcasts? Oh, one of my favorite memories, and I'm, don't get me wrong, I love all my episodes, I over 200 and some, but uh, they were all my favorite. But one of them that just really stuck to me, and I've said this countless times, I believe it was episode 27, so one of my earlier ones, where I interviewed a guy from North Macedonia who is a board gamer, who loves to play board games, but he's visually impaired, so he lost his sight. But the thing is, when he first played, started playing board games, he had his sight, but he had a disease that slowly and gradually, same thing, um, deteriorated his vision to the point where he became blind. So in the meantime, what he decided to do is to v- build an app 
So it would help him read the cards of his favorite board game. So when he becomes blind, he'll still be able to enjoy his board game. And for me, that is pure passion in the sense that you have something that just took away one of your six or five senses. I remember which I can't remember which one, but it takes away one of your senses. That is a major component of you living throughout your daily life. And you said, you know what, with the limited time I have left, I'm going to do something that will help me still enjoy what I am super passionate about. And I, I look up to that in the sense that hobbies have such a powerful impact on people's lives. And I hear people say, oh, hobbies are a waste of time because you're not making any money. But in reality, it actually builds character. It builds personality. It builds, not necessarily builds, it maintains sanity in a certain degree where you get to take some time for yourself and enjoy something you love in a judgment-free zone. How do you find and select guests with unique and interesting hobbies to feature on your show? At first, I used to just get my friends and family. I think that's up until episode 19. I was just friends and family. I even had my grandmother, I believe episode five, who just talked about walking. She apparently for her 80th birthday, she walked the Camino de Santiago. It's an 800 kilometer walk just to help raise money for uh, the elderly, which it was her hobby and we talked about it. But when it comes to later on finding guests, at first I was finding them on Reddit. I was reaching out and then Twitter, Instagram, and just all over the place, even Twitch sometimes. Um, and then a lot of times as well, people reach out to me and I'm not the type of individual where I say, Oh, well, how many listeners do you have? How many followers do you have? What do you have accomplished in life? Who are you? I said, Hey, you have a hobby. You're passionate about it. Cool. Let's talk. To be honest, I actually turned down people who reach out to me saying, hi, my name is this. I've accomplished this, 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 this in life. I am very successful. This is my business. And I'm like, no, don't approach me as if you're trying to sell me what you accomplish. Come to me saying, hey, I'm really passionate about this thing and love to share it. I'm like, cool. You know why? Because other people around the world will probably feel like they're excluded. And when you hear somebody who has the exact same passion, who are at the same level, then that creates that sense of like, okay, I'm not alone. It's a sense of community. And that's why I'm at like 219, 20, depending on when this comes out, um, episodes. And I have not changed how I approach it. And I still have a lot of passion interviewing every single guest. Cause I get super curious. That's the type of person I am. And yeah, I just love learning more from people who don't always get the chance to share their passion. As someone with a background in audio-related activities, what production techniques or equipment do you use to ensure high-quality audio for your podcast? Yeah, like I said before, I love anything related to audio. I love learning about how audio is made, how it's uh, like processed and stuff like that. Do I know the technical terms? Absolutely not. I do not know every single thing. I'm not an engineer. I'm just an individual who is passionate about learning the little details, finding a challenge, figure out how it works. And when it comes to my audio equipment and things that I use, so I was all over the place. Um, back in the days, I used to use a program called Cool Edit Pro 2. Probably doesn't exist anymore. Uh, for producing music, I use FL Studio. <clears throat> and uh, now... I use a combination of Audacity and sometimes Adobe Audition. And 
when it comes to the equipment itself, I still have like my, was it audio interface from like 2008 that still works. And you know what? It, I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm not trying to change that. I have the brand new thing. Um, I have also went through a few different types of microphones because my voice is a little different. So I have to find a microphone that worked best for me. Currently, I am using the Shure MV7. And the reason why I went with this one is simply because for my situation, I record a lot of podcasts. I also did a little bit of voice acting for a friend. So, and I'm also really into figuring out different types of audio patterns, but for now, I don't think I'm going to change to any other type of microphone and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying this is the microphone you have to get to have the perfect podcast. Somebody taught me something a long time ago. It does not matter what kind of equipment you have. What matters is how you use it. You can have the most expensive thing or use the most shiny bright thing on, that's out right now. But if you don't know how to use it, it's worthless. And even then, some people who use very simplistic tools or programs, softwares are actually incredible at it. Like you can see people who create masterpieces using Microsoft Paint. You go check it out on YouTube. People using Microsoft Paint to create beautiful art. And once again, maybe it'll be a little bit more time consuming, but it's the beauty of perfecting what you have. Learn to use what you have to build exactly what you want. Simple as that. Hosting a podcast that features guests from around the world can be challenging. What qualities do you believe are essential for a host to create a welcoming and inclusive atmosphere for different diverse guests and listeners? So my method is a little faux pas in the sense that people don't usually recommend it in the community. So like, you got to prepare, you got to prepare. I kind of do a balance of both. So I tend to create a word document where I have set base questions such as uh, what age did you start your hobby or what's some misconceptions about your hobby and what's the most stressful part about your hobby? So they're more open-ended questions. But the thing is, I love doing follow-up questions or just leading on that, that are not necessarily written down. So that creates a sense of like, okay, I want to learn more about this. And for me, I also enjoy not knowing much about my guests when interviewing them, because that allows me within the show to feel like, okay, I'm actually curious. I'm sorry for people who are the listeners, but I don't care what you're listening to right now. It's just me and this individual. We're just talking. And I'm like, this is what I would do in real life. I am super curious about people's passions. What makes them happy? Have you ever asked anybody what lights them up in life? Like what's their hobby? And they're like, oh, and then they go, okay, well I have this. And if you show interest, they will open up. And I mean, genuine interest. I am super interested in every single hobby. Am I able to do all of them? <laughs> Absolutely not. But in my mind, I'd like to think that this is something that will be super cool to some people and I just enjoy the moment. So yeah, it's a lot of just prepping some general questions, but then just letting the conversation go in the sense where I don't know much and I just let my curiosity get the best of me. And so far it has not failed me. How do you prepare for interviews with guests who have hobbies or interests that you may not be familiar with? 
Yeah, you're absolutely right. Having guests from around the world, I think I'm around 25 countries so far, but probably more. I kind of lost track a little bit, but some individuals, English, my podcast is in English. English is not their first language, so they might be more hesitant. So what I tend to do, I go at their pace. I do not try to rush the conversation. I do not try to make it short. I go at their speed, make them feel comfortable, make them feel welcome in the sense of like, hey, we're equals. I'm not just the individual like interviewing you. I'm just that old friend just coming to catch up like, hey man, what you been up to? Hey girl, what you doing? And the way I make it comfortable is that the questions are very open-ended and I let my guests know at the beginning, if there's any question you don't want to f- answer, feel free not to answer and I can just cut it out. And once again, I only go on the first name basis because for me, it does not matter who you are. It matters what you love and how that has an impact on your life. So billionaire Joe, you're just Joe. Two cent Sally, you're just Sally. Be like, everybody's equal. There's no podcast. I'm like, I've had this super celebrity on my podcast. No, it doesn't matter. They will enjoy horse, but they like, let's say they enjoy sewing. That's their hobby. Somebody else enjoys uh, collecting rocks. That's their hobby. And if it makes them happy, that's cool. Time for your hobby has been running since 2018. What strategies have you employed to grow your podcast's audience and reach more listeners over the years? This is the part where you might not like what I say that much, but I don't necessarily have a great strategy to gain more listeners. I am doing things that I find that I enjoy. So for example, I did a Patreon, which I still do, but uh, I would do like something like where whoever's a patron, like the highest level, can actually send me an audio clip of what they've accomplished this month with their hobbies. So kind of like an update where people can just share a little bit more about their hobby every month. It's been a while since somebody uh, submitted to that. So I, I'm not, I'm not sad. Hey, people are busy. Uh, another thing I did was like an interactive world map by using Google maps and put it on my website. So people can say, huh, okay. Hmm. Where should I see? Oh, cool. Rwanda. Let's see if any guests are from Rwanda. What's their hobby? Watching anime? Okay. I'd like to learn about that. Somebody from uh, Hong Kong who does uh, graphic design. Oh, cool. I'm down for that too. Somebody from South America who does uh, knitting. Cool. I'm down for that too. So the idea that you look at this world map, you're like, wow, people are different yet. They're not that different. People have extremely similar hobbies. And with that being said, my, the point of my show is that I actually enjoy having people with similar hobbies on my podcast because everybody brings a different experience. So basically if an individual is listening and listens to Sarah and says, Sarah has a, she plays, uh, I don't know. She likes building furniture, for example. And people are listening like, okay, I, I get it, but I'm not really interested in Sarah's point of view. And then I have Mohammed as a guest on another episode who also enjoys building furniture. And they're like, oh, I actually relate more with him. So it creates that sense of like, there are many hobbies, but many approaches on how to do that hobby. And I love the diversity of that. Have there been any unexpected challenges or successful tactics that have significantly contributed to the podcast's growth? I guess it depends on what one may define as success. For me, continuously getting guests has been the most successful thing because what I want to leave behind with this podcast is not to be like, 
the number one podcast in the world or retire with this podcast. That was never my intention, especially because it's a very niche hobby, sorry, niche hobby and a niche topic in podcasting. Very little, very little to no podcasters have done it. And what I enjoy is that I can keep on finding guests and it just works out for me. And I'm also the type of person that likes to prepare beforehand. Like two years ago, right before my son was born, uh, for two months, I decided to record enough episodes to last around a year and a half. So I post every week and I would just record, I think it's like 75 episodes or so. So within those two months, I was busy recording, recording, recording and editing. So I had enough episodes to last me until like December, 2021, 22 or something like that. Time is, I've been doing it for five years. So time has just irrelevant for me sometimes. Um, and that way, cause I can spend time with my family and I'll have that just already done. And right now it's a strategy. It's a little break in the sense that I don't release every week. Now I release once a month because I have a second kid and I want to spend a lot of time with my family and I don't want podcasting to just get in my way. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying anything wrong about podcasting. It's just a personal choice. My podcast was, has not been slowing down whatsoever in the sense that I didn't feel like I was going to quit. I just put priorities in different situations. And also in the meantime, I'm working on other projects. Um, when the kids are asleep, when the wife is asleep, I stay up a little later to work on these projects, like um, making a board game. Why? I don't even know. It's one of those things that I got a sense of inspiration and I just started making it. So yeah, I, I, I guess in that sense, my podcast has been, been successful. And especially, don't get me wrong, or you can get me wrong, you're, you're, you can judge me. I don't care. Um, especially I sometimes get emails of people like, Hey Alex, I really enjoy your podcast. It's helped me out through these tough situations. And I don't expect that in the sense that I like, I'm doing this to just help the individual who I'm interviewing. But when other individuals from around the world saying, Hey, I really enjoyed it. It helped me through tough times. I'm like, yo, thank you. I appreciate that. And it's simple as that. If I can make somebody's day better where they can end up making somebody else's day better. That's my goal. I'm a podcaster based in Africa, right? But, you know, I would love your perspective on this. What unique opportunities and challenges do you think exist for podcasters in my region? And what advice would you give to aspiring African podcasters? That's a really good question. And I don't necessarily have the best answer because I'm, I'm based in Canada and I can't speak on the behalf of the African podcasting experience, but I can share my point of view and take it with a grain of salt. Whatever I say doesn't hold any weight. A lot of the focus, unfortunately, right now is focused on Western countries, especially in media and podcasting. And to get even more specific, it's focused on the US, where all the opportunities are in the US, doing quotation marks. I'm just all this is in the US. Like you got to be successful. You got to go into the US. But I find that it is extremely closed minded because let's take Africa, for example, the amount of diversity within Africa, the amount of point of views is a strong suit. And the best part, or the interesting part, I would say is that people tend to like evolve in the sense that 
they're always searching for something new. If let's say the US always focuses on making the exact same content, people will end up getting bored and will search for something new. And that's where African will have a different point of view and different ways of approaching things. So what I'm saying is don't follow whatever's the popular trend. But once again, you don't need to listen to me, but don't follow whatever is popular right now in podcasting because whatever Joe Rogan or another big American podcaster is doing it, find what is important to you elaborate on that, whether it's something that's happening in your city, something that's happening on in your neighborhood, something that is related to the medical system in your country or I don't know, politics in your country and focus on that. Don't try to be something else. So I, I'm speaking from my personal experience. I started this podcast, just wanted to talk about hobbies, knowing that it will not necessarily be a super popular podcast, but it is something that I'm extremely passionate about. And I am what, almost five years into it and still really enjoying it. And it is helping a handful of people. So that's also something you got to keep in mind. No matter how much you try and not just you, this is everybody, you're never going to satisfy everyone. You got to get that in your mind that just find people that you can resonate with. And especially if you're trying to promote African culture, diversity and everything Africa, focus on that. Don't try to like focus on the US and stuff like that. Promote the local heroes, promote the people who are making a difference. And especially with the internet nowadays, there's so much more opportunities for people to learn more about the world. And if you want to take it a step further, make it a visual podcast. Make it something where there you can actually interview somebody and it's a video. And if if you decide to do a podcast like mine, which I invite you to do, I would love to have something like that, but like based in the African region, just interview people, do video. I haven't done video, but you can do video and then you can have people do their hobbies. And yeah, I'm all for promoting and encouraging diversity, staying the same all the time doesn't encourage that. And also try risk. That's what I mean. Risk something, try something that might go against the grain, like not, not a lot of people do, but try it out. The worst you can do is you fail, but you gain something from it. Hopefully that makes sense. It made somewhat sense in my head. Um, I wish I had a better answer. Uh, but for now, if you want to me to elaborate more, feel free to reach out. I'm more than welcome to answer any and all your questions. And yeah, I'm, a, I'm an open book, basically. This is a lovely question because this is something that I've always enjoyed reflecting on. When I made my podcast, when I interview individuals, I don't necessarily focus on where they're from. Once again, their success or any of that. It goes to the bare bone of your emotions, your personality, what you love. So when a listener is listening, they're not looking like, oh, that's, I can't even think of it up of a fake name right now. Uh, Joe Smith, for example. Oh, Joe Smith from America. Okay. Well, I have all these preconceived notions of an American. No, it's just Joe. And oh, okay, Joe, maybe Joe is from, I don't know. Joe's from Russia. Joe is from Vietnam. Joe's from, uh, uh Algeria or Argentina. Joe is just Joe. And Joe is here to share their personal preference, their hobby. And that's what I like to do. I like to connect people by removing all the preconceived notions of 
what can create a stereotype or stuff like that. But if the individual wants to share where they're from and stuff like that, then I'm open to that as well. But I make it a safe space where people can just be themselves. And the people listening can listen to it's like, I can relate to that person. I don't know who they fully are, but I can agree with what they're saying. And it makes me feel more reassured about my hobby. What do you hope listeners take away from each episode of your podcast? It sounds weird, but I want people to just take away that they learn about a new hobby. Whether they take the hobby or not, they give a new appreciation like, okay, now I understand why people do this hobby. So it creates that sense of like just an educational reflection and an acceptance of different types of hobbies. And then that's the reason why I have this podcast is just to allow people to elaborate on their hobby. Like, for example, I had an individual who said, oh, Alex, I didn't listen to your podcast about uh, pole dancing because I thought it was going to be all about strippers. I'm like, nope, it's not about strippers. Pole dancing is an extreme exercise I can't personally do because I have hairy legs and I've tried it once and it just pulls all my hair. So maybe I've had different pants or I shave my legs, but that's a long process. But you know what? I'll give it a try again in the future. Why not? I'm willing to try things again. Um... But yeah, it's the idea that like you get rid of misconceptions. And that's like one of my favorite things about my podcast is the misconception question. Whenever I ask that, people are like, yes, let's talk about the misconceptions. And then when people are listening, like, okay, now I understand. Balancing your own leisure time and the production demands of a podcast can be tricky. I know. How do you manage your time effectively to ensure you have the energy and enthusiasm to both host the show and pursue your own hobbies. Mm, time management. For hobby, time management is extremely important. For me, I do all my editing, recording, nighttime. After everybody's asleep, that's my time where I work late. Sure, I sometimes I go to bed later, but it's what I do. So like right now I have batched episodes recorded and edited so they're ready to go so I can work on my other hobbies. Like I play video games. Um, I'm playing softball right now. I used to play soccer. I used to do track and field. Produce music. It's been a while though. And right now I am working on a board game. Um, like, yeah, I enjoy trying different things and I do it in times where I'm not bothering anybody else. It's my, it's my alone time. And then, uh, I guess that's the best way I can explain it. Looking ahead, what are your future aspirations for time for your hobby? Are there any specific goals or exciting plans you have in mind for the podcast? I have a simple future aspiration. It will take a while to get there at this point, but it's stupid. <laughs> My future aspiration is to record a total of 365 episodes. The reason why I want to do that is that you get to have a hobby every day of the year. <laughs> so every day you can get to listen to an episode about a new hobby. So it's kind of like you will have that forever. And yeah, I want to leave something behind for the next generation to feel like, hey, they're not alone. They can find a hobby that makes them happy. I don't care about being the number one podcaster. I just want to help as many people as I can. And hopefully they help somebody else. And there you have it. Another amazing episode of Into the Podverse comes to a close. A big thank you to my fantastic guest, Alex Hubby, for sharing his passion for hobbies and creating a safe space for hobbyists to shine. If you enjoyed today's episode, then be sure to check out Alex's podcast, Time for Your Hobby, the links in the show notes. And it's full of heartwarming and enlightening stories about people's beloved pastimes.
Remember, hobbies are not just about passing time. They can be transformative and bring people together from all walks of life. Whether you're a collector, a gamer, a musician, or a crafter, never underestimate the power of your hobby to enrich your life and the lives of those around you. Until next time, stay curious, stay passionate, and keep making giant strides in the podverse. Pretty Yo. shirts. Uh-huh. Techzilla. It is. Who you think it was? Again, and yo, eagle eye view from the Kilimanjaro. Way above the clouds with my eye on the sparrow. Walks past the air, invading the space. Sneaking through your ears, change the look of your face. The storyteller in this digital era. Could tell I got my groove back like my name was Stella. The vibe is Stella. But the message and the teller intertwined and defining the era. To those who oppose, I hereby propose. The fist to the jaw, would you prefer the nose? As the story goes. Goes, everybody knows Mr. Tony Yo, come correct with the flow Hey yo, as the God Podcaster As uh, well known as the Chief of Broadcaster Care to bring the peace to the world over Hades can't connect, best to move over